welcome to the Boom Podcast. It's your girl, Candace Wynn, and I am so excited to be here with you all today. I'm kind of sad, though, because my boy, Robert E. Purvey, my brother, ain't here with us today because we have a great opportunity to be in the studio. Thanks. Big shout out to our, our family at the Fresh Leftovers Radio Show for letting us use your space today to record. They are dropping some hot stuff. So if you are not tuned in, you are, have not checked out the Fresh Leftovers Radio Show, please, y'all, it will do your soul justice. And it's kind of just like right in sync with this conversation, Mike, that we're talking about, right? Because right. I look at the content that Fresh Leftovers put puts out and it's stuff that really helps challenge faith leaders in your walk, right? They right. way that they just blend together uh, culture and hip hop and Christianity. It challenges people to advance in their Christian journey while making it still feel attainable, yes. right? Still feel attainable. Um, today, fam, we have with us my brother, Pastor Mike Owens, <laughs> the pastor of Evolve uh, Church here in Atlanta, Georgia. Thanks for being here with hey, us, Mike. Hey, I'm excited. We're just Mike Owens, y'all. You don't have to put the title on it, but uh, yeah, I'm pastor excited Mike. to be here. <laughs> Put some respect I mean, on his name, y'all. Yeah. You didn't so earn that stuff. Put some respect on his name. <laughs> respect on the name. But anyway, man, listen, I'm so excited to be here with Candace, man, and the Boone Nation. You know what I'm saying? We're so excited to be here today. And I hope that you guys get something amazing out of what we're going to be sharing today. We love you. It's coming from a place of love, and it's coming from our hearts today. And we pray that you hear something that helps you in your walk as leaders and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to be here yeah. with you, Candice. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Pervy. What's up, Pervy? Hey, bro, man? we miss you, Miss man. you, man. Miss Straight you. up, man. I thought, boy, I, man, I was looking forward to being in the room with you. But, you know, you traveling the world. You know what I'm saying? We got to catch you. You know what I'm saying? You're on a private flight somewhere or something. Probably. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Listen, I sent him a text <laughs> last night saying, I hate your new job. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. Higher heights, right? When right, one, when right. Listen, when one, one of us rises, we all rise. Come together on, we all on, rise man. together come on, man. but today's conversation um we're talking about just like say self-care and taking care of yourself right, right and right. one of the reasons why i wanted to bring you to this conversation and invite you to be um on here with us is because bro i feel like whenever i call you whenever we t I, I reach out to you it's like you hey i'm i'm hanging i'm just sitting in the car listening to some word or i would just take going for a walk or I was just I mean, like you the way that you tend to yourself spiritually, I feel mm. like it is the one of the ideal ways that we should as Christians aspire to. Right. Because it's easy in ministry, y'all. I'm going on this year will make what, um, I guess what, eighteen years wow. in ministry for me, right. right? Serving serving within either the local church or working for um, nonprofit organizations. But it can be so easy to get caught up doing the work of God. Mm and not spending time with God. Right. It is so easy for that to happen. Like it can be so easy to spend time with God's people but not spending time with God. Right? right? And and right. it's something that when you are so passionate about ministry, it's easy to fall into those cycles because it's like, hey, I'm doing this for God. I'm doing this for God. I'm doing this for God and like I got to die to myself and my needs and my desires. To some degree you do, but there's a balance, right? right, right. There's a balance to that. Right. You know, so I just I'm just grateful for the example that you have set for me wow. in my life as I've continued this journey. And I know that you didn't get to this place overnight. Right. For real. It did you weren't you mean like you've been real. in ministry for how long, Mike? Twenty probably about twenty six years now, twenty yeah. so when did you get to that? So when did you get to the point where, where you are now? How did how, what was that journey like for you? Oh probably man, listen. I definitely ain't been here always, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. uh, <clears throat> definitely made some mistakes along the journey. And, you know, it probably only has been maybe probably about 
six or six years, maybe, okay. yeah. you know, since I've been in this yeah. balance space with yeah. it. You know, we always are told, you know, when we were in church and as well as when we were, were leading uh, in churches, you know, one of the things they tell you is, you know, you take care of God's house, he'll take care of yours. Yeah. You know, take care of God's house, he'll take care of your family, which is a very unhealthy statement for me mm. in this season. You know, mm. I know that might be touching somebody's sacred cow. Why you but say you know, this? Why you say that? Because here's the deal. They, it, the, 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 the connotation is... Focus on doing God's work and his will and your family and everything else will be taken care of. So in the midst of that, our immaturity makes us drive hard doing ministry while mm-hmm. neglecting our family, thinking, oh, God's going to take care of it. I'm doing the will of God. You know, I'm out here running the world, man. I'm teaching. I'm preaching. I'm traveling. I'm doing this. I'm doing it. I'm leading groups. I'm leading small groups. I'm doing all this stuff. But yet your family is yeah. in the back burner. Your yeah. family's being neglected yeah. in the process. So, so, and then not only that, you're being neglected in the process. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, so, so, so to me, it is an unhealthy, I get it in theory what they're saying, right? but in reality, the way I've lived that out and the unhealthy, and, and I've seen other leaders live it out. It's not healthy. Like, yeah. like we go so hard for the kingdom that we neglect ourselves and we, ne- we neglect our families. Mm. It's a dangerous statement, you yeah. know, cause, cause if you don't put balance to that statement, like me as a young leader, I ran with that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and 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 case in point, why in 2014 I crashed and burned. Mm, what happened? Straight up, man. I woke up um, one day. I just, I mean, first of all, I had been going in ministry. I had been serving at at, at a large uh, organization for probably about 15 years yeah. um, uh, as a youth pastor and 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 and, and youth leader and, and and just ministering and traveling and doing all kinds of stuff like const- like. I got up in the morning probably about 6 a.m. every day, left the house about 7, mm. uh, came home probably about most days about 8 or 9 at mm-hmm. night. Then I would go down to my man land because mm-hmm. I don't want to be bothered now. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I had a long day. Mm-hmm. Wah, your wah, man wah. Cave. And then in my man cave, I'm on the phone. I'm texting people. I'm, you know, I'm yeah. answering this. I'm talking about the next day. Then I go to sleep, and then I get up and do it again the next day, like mm-hmm. all the time. Never home, moving, grooving pushing the ministry and all of a sudden in 2014 I just hit this space I remember mm. I just I remember I was and I knew all it wasn't it wasn't then here's the deal burnout don't just show up it, it happens mm. in stages come on now you know we just don't you got to be we, aware of it right we just yeah. ignore we ignore all the warning signs we ignore our body yeah you know aches we ignore our temperament mm-hmm. our attitudes are popping off we ignore um our lack of enthusiasm about mm. what we always were passionate about before we ignore all those signs we think it's just oh i'm just tired or it's just this no you're heading towards burnout and yeah. one day i just woke up i remember on a saturday morning i woke up and uh, i was crying i was laying in the bed it was about five something in the morning i rolled over to my wife and said i don't i don't want to do this no more mm. and she was she was a little shocked, you know, yeah. because this is something I love right. in the organization. I love everything about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I love what I did and everything. And, 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 but I just knew for whatever reason that day, I just, it was done. Like it I was just, time. I don't want to do yeah. this any longer. And, uh, literally, I think I said it that day. I went in that Monday, put in my resignation. I left on that Friday. Mm. Do you think any part of what you were experiencing or what was leading you to work so hard, in ministry was like any kind of a savior complex feeling like some leaders I've seen, you know, be be in this space where they feel like God has placed me here as the pastor or as the minister. Mm -hmm. And I have to be all things to all people. And I've got to be present when you need me. I got to be available when you need me. I got to have the proper word. I got to always be just, you know, like accessible and, and just here for people. And while you want to be here for people, 
just a little balance to that. I remember when I was for early in ministry, it was, I was, you know, my background, of course, youth ministry. Right, right. And, you know, them teenagers, they're going to text you in the middle of the night <laughs> right, whenever, right? right? And right. I remember laying in bed one night, getting a text message in the middle of the night, like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, laying in bed, texting somebody back. And my husband, I'm like, who are you texting? What are you doing? Right, right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so one of my kids, he was like, you need to figure that out. And I had to put things in place where I was like, yo, right. if it's not an emergency, like, it can wait. Right. And I would, I'll see it, and I might respond to it in the morning, but, like, with the, between certain times, that's my sacred time. Right. But, it, but, but that can only be done if you are not, if you don't have the mindset of, I'm trying to be the savior here, wow. recognizing who the savior is. Right. And knowing right. that God is, we are vessels that God uses in order to carry out God's work, but I'm not your savior. Absolutely. Do you feel like any right. of that was going on with you? Or? Absolutely. I definitely yeah. feel like it was, uh, uh, it was that, uh, it was that going on the savior complex, which I'm a, I'm a dive deep into that in a second, but it also was culturally, you know, the organization, oh, the culture of the organization was that way. Talk, it was listen. very, very, you know, which, 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 which you can talk about that in a minute, but the culture of it was that way. And, and then there's this thing that I'm even talking about right now. My church is called the inferiority complex mm. where you, where you feel, inadequate you feel you know inferiority is where you don't feel adequate you you know you don't feel like you're enough so in order to compensate for that feeling of inadequacy you feel like you need to be available all the time oh my God. because it validates you it makes you feel like Ooh. you're somebody it makes you feel like you're worth something so 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 it goes deeper for yeah. me because I grew up feeling inadequate I grew mm -hmm. up feeling uh inferior um because of just the way things were in my family structure, yeah. one dynamics when I grew up, it, it was it was pretty deep. And uh, so, as a young man, I've always been trying to prove myself. Like mm. I need to prove something to you. I need to prove something to myself. I need to prove something to God. I need to let people know that I'm valuable. I'm worthy. So that, along with the savior complex, is a is a very Ooh, unhealthy, dangerous. toxic yeah. mix. Yeah. Because now you are driving from not only the savior complex, but you're also driving from this inner. Uh, thought or this this enemy of this enemy inner me the enemy this enemy inner me now you know that inner voice those inner thoughts those inner things that make you feel like I have to answer that call at 12 o'clock at night I have to get up the person called me they got locked up I got to get up and go right now and bail them out I got to go over to this family because they got this going on the, the, the mom and daddy having an argument I got to go and help navigate the conversation with their child I have to when no there should be boundaries why because i have a wife i have children that's right. also that's right but but th those things didn't matter because in my mind the value was in me being needed me being wanted me being desired so i wanted to fulfill that because i personally felt inadequate or inferior i had this complex so so it goes deeper than just the savior complex yeah. it's like but i also needed to feel gratified some mm. of us deal with that because of what we've went through we're trying to always please and appease our leaders mm. i want i want my pastor to look and say mm. oh man that's a phenomenal leader wow he got up yeah he's going to the prisons he went over this family at night da, 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 da. you know mm. i think that's a great accolade when deep down inside again i'm driving myself into the ground Wow. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I because where am I resting at? You right. Know? I'm, I'm, I'm at work all day. Then at night I'm trying to rest, but then I'm answering calls. I'm going to see families. Yeah. I'm doing all things outside of the spectrum of, 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 of a set boundary in my life. But it but it but it came from the enemy of inner me. It's mm. like me feeling inadequate. Yeah. 
And you know what? And Anna, this might be this might be an unpopular opinion, but I feel like sometimes the culture of our churches does not necessarily respect children's and youth ministry. Absolutely. And because there's a lack of respect there, people sometimes will often use it as a stepping stone mm. or are trying to preach these these sermons to kids that are just like meant for right, just right. like adults. Way out just because you're trying head. to prove prove right. that you got a holler, a right. hoop in you. Right. I can hoop and I can right. holler. You're trying right. to prove something to other people, right. right? Right. And when you are within a church context that doesn't respect that, but you might feel, hey, I'm no I'm called to this or I'm called to ministry and I'm trying to sort this thing out. Like that, that, who, that, right. that enemy, inner me. Right. Listen. Right. You're constantly looking for validation. Yeah. And, 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 and that constant chase of validation uh -huh. is burning you out. Yeah. That constant chase of, I need to accomplish the next thing. I need to, I need to, I need to, I got to yeah. do this. I got to do that. And here's the deal. And the culture, again, of some of our churches breed this type yeah. of thing. Cause we even have unhealthy leaders at the top who lead from a very, Top down That's heavy right. mentality. That's Let right. me control you. Do what I say. Do when I say. Do it. How I say. Do yeah. it. Don't deviate from it. If I'm here, you here. Yeah. Every you know you you a minister on this staff. Well, if, if we have these meetings, you need to be at every meeting and right. every Bible study we have and every da da da. You as a leader, too, you need to be there too. Da -da 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 -da. Not the fact I got a family, I got a wife, I got yep. kids, and I need to rest myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what I hear too in that is spiritual immaturity. Wow. Like Real when talk. we when we are immature spiritually, then we we allow ourselves to fall into some of those things, right. you know. Right. Um, right. But when we when we take ourselves on a, on a spiritual journey, and like I said earlier, don't just allow ourselves to do the work of ministry, but actually engage in the work of ministry. And don't just open your Bible when you need to find a scripture to preach, right. but actually open right. your Bible when you're trying to study. Right. You know what I'm saying? Don't just get on your knees when somebody say, pray for me, or when things are going hard. It's just a lifestyle that we I live of prayer and submission to God. Right. When we engage in those things and allow ourselves to grow spiritually and connecting with God in that way, then we are we are better positioned to combat those things. Because right. the enemy, with the enemy, what I've my experience, what I've seen the enemy me do that whole steal kill and destroy is so real right 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 and right. if it and if and if the enemy can get the leader of the ministry in an unhealthy space like because i feel like you can't take people beyond where you've been spiritually right like, if you right, have right, not right, been right, there right. you can't take somebody right. else right. there spiritually right. so right. if if the enemy can keep you in a chokehold spiritually and stagnant spiritually, then guess what that's doing to, to the people that you are leading right they are being stagnant too Absolutely. so as 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 quote unquote easy targets or a target for the enemy, we've got to make sure that we are best positioning ourselves to combat some of that stuff. Right. You know? Right. But there's something that you said, you were talking about, um, you talked about the inferior inferiority complex and also, you know, just culture within within the church. You said you wanted to unpack the, the whole the whole savior complex a little bit more. Can you just dive dive a little bit deeper into some so, of that? So this this the savior complex is where, you know, you feel like you are obligated to be somebody else's savior. Right. You feel like God, you feel like God can't do it without you. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you're taking on a role that wasn't designed for you to take on, Oof. you know, and I often tell people that there's the word of God and then there's the word from God. Like there's the word of God, but then there's the voice behind the word and the voice behind the word is the leadership of the Holy spirit yeah. leading and guiding your decision making. Yeah. And if you don't yield to the Holy spirit, then you're yielding to self, you're yielding to flesh and you're trying to be mm. those people's God. Because there are times where the Holy spirit tells me 
don't touch that. That's right. You know, once I matured spiritually, right. as you were talking about a minute uh -huh. ago, once I matured spiritually, there are times he told me, no, don't go over there. Let them figure that out. I got it. Or, hey, you know, take a backseat on this one. Let me, I'm working something out in that family or I'm working something mm -hmm. out in that individual. You know what I'm saying? It's not your role. It's not your assignment. It's not even for you to do. I got this. You know, you're coming in, getting in my way. Sometimes we don't realize we're getting in the way of what God is trying to do in that person. There, there, are, there are sometimes people self-sabotage themselves and God has to down, you know, but we, we keep coming in pacifying, giving a crutch to it, whatever, and they continue to go down that path until God gets involved Ooh. very deeply within them to bring about transformation. And sometimes it requires you to get out the way. Mm. But we don't, it's hard because of that savior complex. Yeah. I feel like, well, I love them. Well, God loved them too. He loved them before you loved them. Uh, and God loves them more than you love them. Period. And they were his before they were yours. Ooh. And they were his before you showed up. You know what? That's so deep because, you know, there there have been several churches that I've served at and I've ended up transitioning off staff, right? And, mm. and leaving those churches. And that's probably a whole nother Conversation, conversation right there right? <laughs> right how to leave well right right but but i know there was there was times when i felt i was leaving and i was like dang what's going to happen to the people right. and i just felt so just like right. just terrible for for leaving them right but i knew that god was calling me on to something different right right and trying to be obedient to what god is calling me on to this something different you know I'm, i realized in that in that moment like hey i had to check myself and realize like, yeah, I believe that God positioned me here in this season to do what it is that God wanted me to wanted me to do, but realizing that it doesn't stop with me. Right. Right. And sometimes right. we think that someone's spiritual journey starts and stops with us, mm. but it doesn't. Right. It does not. Like we are there for one season, one moment. And you think about folks in, in who work with children and youth, like it's a formative years. Right. You know, like me, I still got, you know, I was just texting one of my former youth uh, yesterday, you know, I me, mean, I they reach out to me all the time, right? They're now what twenties, early thirties. They reach out to me all the time, right? It ain't it ain't a thing, but the relationship doesn't necessarily really have to stop. But you got to get out the way for somebody else to step in because that whole one plants, one waters, God gives it the increase. increase. Right. It right. might be a season for somebody else to step in. Right. But when we are unhealthily tied to people, then we don't really allow that um, the next person to step in. And, 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 and even listening to you, you know, I, I felt like I heard the, 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 the spirit of God say to me right now, there's somebody listening right now. You're leading in a dead season. Mm -hmm. In other words, you're in a season that has passed and it's probably time for you to move on. But you're but you're afraid to leave the seat because you feel like what's going to happen to the people, what's going to happen to the kids, what's going to happen to the volunteers. And honestly, the most blunt statement I could ever make is it's really none of your business per se. It's God's business. If God is leading you and calling you forward, then you have to obey him because delayed obedience is still disobedience. Mm. So you're still in a disobedient posture by remaining in the seat that God may be raising somebody else up to feel. You know, as leaders, we got to know when our time is up. Why? Mm -hmm. why? So, so you're feeling burnt out now because you're in a dead season. You're in and a you season know what? That's, that's dead. Who that talk? Who when you are when. Sorry, I just got real excited. This is good. This be talk, you talking good right now, because when when you have been in a season beyond your time, when your time is expired, God will sometimes. One of my mentor mentors' mothers says this: God will make you so uncomfortable that you have no choice but to do right. something about it. Right. 
Right. And maybe someone is so uncomfortable in that mm. situation, mm. in that season of life. And maybe that whole you talked about earlier, just dissatisfaction, not being satisfied by certain things. Maybe God is you're not feeling connected with God or God mm. is not you're not feeling, quote unquote, satisfied. I don't know if God supposed to satisfy us, but you're not feeling connected <laughs> I mean, with I think God. He does, wants to do that. Yeah, God does. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if God sets out to satisfy because I can I can stand the difference sometimes in God. I feel like, God, you didn't satisfy me in that. But also it can be just a perspective in that season, not seeing the full picture, too. Right. Um, but yeah, that that's real. So let's talk. Let's talk about a little bit of the things that you do to stay connected with God. How can we? How can we help other people? There's a hold on. There's a scripture I'm trying to pull up here. Um, so so bottom line is what what, we, what we're telling you is like you know, it's it's not the will of God for you to be leading from a dead season. Mm -hmm. Like it's not the will of God for you to be staying in your place too long. And again, I keep seeing someone you're burnt out because you're trying to maintain something you're not called to maintain anymore. Mm -hmm. And your passion is gone, your zeal is gone, your heart is not connected, as, as, as Candace was saying, like you're totally disconnected, but you're remaining in place out of loyalty. Security, ooh, feeling secure. Secure, financial, money, yeah. yeah, ooh, yeah, keeping the job because you need that check, come right? On come on, come on, I get that. And then, and then let's talk about this loyalty complex, you know? Sometimes you are loyal to a fault. Like, you yeah yeah be loyal but be i tell people all the time i said be more loyal to the will of god than you are to any situation circumstance event or individual in other words let me be loyal to the will of god greater than i am to a person because sometimes we can be so loyal to a person that we don't fulfill the will of god mm. you know and now you're again experiencing a level of burnout because your loyalty is displaced loyalty now but you know, but that, but that, it's but, unhealthy. But then, but you starting to walk in the in the in the in trust, <laughs> right? Because right, it's, right. it's 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 that can be hard when you can't see when you can't see beyond tomorrow or what's next. But you feel in your spirit that God is lining. Listen, there's somebody who I'm talking to right now, who um who reached out to me in the middle. She just felt like God had her to was telling her it's time to go. She was obedient in that and started the conversation with her church to resign her job. And she was like, hey, I just want to let you know what's going on. And I was like, okay, let me see what I can do, who I know, right? I'm not trying to give myself no credit in this situation. This is right. all no, God, it. God, it. but it. it just, things lined up. And she is in conversations with, with, on a major career shift. Wow. Like wow. a major, a major career wow. shift because she obeyed because she was obedient in that right. first step. Right. Right. And, and I, what I feel like God, God will sometimes ask us to be obedient in small things right. to see how we, how we can be trusted in the larger right. things. Right. And if we can't be, I'm gonna give you an example. Oh my God, this is my personal life. Y'all here it is on full <laughs> display. I like piercings, right? <laughs> got it, got it. I've had my nose pierced nine times, my eyebrow pierced. I've had my second, third pierced, my cartilage pierced, right? I've had my belly pierced. I've had lots of piercings. My body rejects them all. Mm. Every single last one, my body's like, nah, right? And every, every single time, I'm just like, come on, God. I, want, I, just want me, I just want a nose piercing. I feel like it looks hot, mm. right? Mm. And most recently, I took my eyebrow piercing out. This was I like, that one. yeah, this was like two weeks ago. 
I took this thing out because my body rejected it again. And I felt like it, God told me through that. I had a major moment with God. I felt like God told me in that. I'm trying to see if you're going to trust me in the small things. Wow. Now, I personally don't feel like anything is wrong with piercings. Right, right, Ain't right. nothing wrong with it, but right. I feel like it's one of those things. You ain't things going to hell for piercings. Thank you. Or tattoos. Or tattoos, right? right. That's another conversation for another day. <laughs> right, you're not. But I feel like it was one of those things where That's God worldly. Saying, oh, my God, I'm turning off right now. That's right. so worldly. Okay. <laughs> but in okay. this season, are you going to trust me with it? Right. Right. Are you going to trust me with it? And are you going to be obedient to me? Right. Because obedient right. is obedience is better than sacrifice. You can fast all day long. Right. You could do all these things you want. But are you being obedient to the words that God is calling us to? And when we are called to ministry, we are called to something more. Right. We Absolutely. are called to something greater. Absolutely. You know, we're not we're not just called to live the normal and the mundane life. God wants to God wants our lives because our lives are on full display. Absolutely. and We're shepherding people. We have to be at least one step ahead of Absolutely. people. Absolutely. And the only way to get there is by living a life of sacrifice and living a life of obedience, of living right. a life discerning, of living right. a life with God. Right. You know? So what does that look like for you, though? You so, put that scripture so, up. So, so the scripture I was putting on my phone was taking forever to, to, to load. But this, here's it is. This is Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We've heard this mm -hmm. many times, but there's so much rich wisdom in it. It says, to everything there is a season. That's right. And a time for every matter or purpose under heaven. Mm -hmm. And a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck uh, up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. That's a strong mm -hmm. statement. And a time to refrain from embracing. That's a strong statement. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend. A time to sow. A time to, you know, and we can, we can go down there. A time to love and a time yeah. to hate. He's saying to you that you have to recognize what time are you in? What, what season are you in? What time is it for you? Like, 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 don't, here's the deal. Here's, okay, this to you deep religious people. Don't over-spiritualize everything. Everything is not super spiritual. Some of it is just common sense. But they say common sense is not so common no more. Listen, just make the decision. Sometimes you just got to make the hard decision because you realize I'm in a different season. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a different time. Yeah. I'm in a different moment. And here's the deal. God has given you enough ability even to, oh, that's good. That's good, Holy Spirit. God has given you enough free will to create your new season even. Like you can step into a new season, like you can walk into it. You can you can you can make a decision, say, God, here's what I would like to do next. And he'll put his blessing on that decision. Mm. Everything's not. I'm telling you, everything don't fall out the sky from heaven. God gives you a brain for a reason because he wants you to think. He wants you to plan. He wants you to dream. He wants you to use your imagination so that you can step out of this season. That's causing burnout. That's, you know, laying you out and step into the new season like the young lady where a whole new world, a whole new door is opening. <laughs> a whole new door is opening, you know, for, for this young lady because she obeyed yeah. the first step. Yeah. And that first step which normally is what God wants, that first step opens the door. Come on. Faithful over a few. Faithful over a few. And here's the other thing. The Bible says there's wisdom found in a multitude of counselors. That's she right. sought out wisdom in, in, in Candace, and Candace was able to give her the wisdom strategy to get mm -hmm. it done. So, so some of you may need to go sit down and talk to somebody so you can get yourself yeah. out yeah. of this season that's causing you so much burnout. But but you asked the question right before them. Sorry. No, you know, you're good. I'll listen. Keep listen. going. Keep going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, 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 like there are times that 
that that you're in these seasons, you need to go talk to somebody. Yeah. Trusted voices, not yeah. not not stroking voices. What mm. I mean by that? People that's just gonna stroke your ego, gonna tell you yes, gonna listen to your what pain. What you talking you about? You need somebody to challenge your thinking. Ooh, buddy. You know what I'm you need somebody that's going to challenge your thinking. You need somebody that's going to be an enemy to your that's plan. Right. You need somebody that's going to really dive into you and tell you the truth about you. Even Come though it's going to make you mad, you're not going to. The Bible, ooh, that's good, Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Proverbs, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Mm. Listen to that. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Why? Because that friend is going to tell you the truth about yourself in that moment. Mm -hmm. and, and the Bible says faithful are those wounds. Those are good wounds to have because they speak in truth to you. Yeah. And sometimes some of you, you're so hard-headed. You're so, you're you walking can't learn such from somebody else. You need to somebody to really speak truth to you so yeah. you can get to the next season. Or so you can sit your butt down somewhere. Yeah. Why? Because you're running around here and there thinking you're doing some savior complex, uh, but inferiority. But churches just... don't always make this easy, though. Mike. Right. They That's don't. True. They don't, That's right? Because you got a whole sabbatical day. Your true. Mondays is a holy and sanctified oh, yeah, hallelujah. Yeah. It's a whole right, sacred right, day, right? Right, 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 right. Some, not everybody gets gets a a off day that's able to look like yours right life don't always set people up like right. that so how can right. give, give us some advice give us well, some well, wisdom well, well so so life life doesn't always set yourself up like that because you're choosing to allow it come on now like you're choosing to yeah. allow Woo. people to run over you should allow people to keep pulling on you you have to sometimes sit down and have hard conversations hey i am tired here's how many days i'm working here here's how many things y'all got me doing here's how many projects you got me over i am burning out yeah. now i love you i want to serve i want to be a part of this thing but i need a day that i can just take and here's here's why because if you don't i'm going to leave i yeah. mean whatever whatever the conversation is like mm. we we have we somewhere have thought that it would be abuse or dishonor to leadership to be honest about our own mental health yeah and that's not it's just the truth like you have to sit down and have tough conversations. I had them before. I mean, you have yeah. to sit down and have real tough conversations. But churches haven't I mean, always made it made it possible. If you look at how many pastors are really honest, I mean, senior pastors, right? How many? And, and these are the models that, that that are set before us. How many senior pastors are really honest about what's happening in their lives? Like people celebrate, no, oh, so and so's taking a sabbatical time off after so and so and so years has never done anything. That's embarrassing. If you've right. been serving in the ministry for 20, 30 right. years and you've never taken a sabbatical or some time off, right. That's unhealthy. That's unhealthy. Right. And you're setting a bad example. We're not celebrating. Example. Well, I guess we let's celebrate it now. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> but come on now. You should have did that earlier. Right. right, right, right. But again, what about that pastor made him feel that he couldn't? Yeah. Or, or she couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why she couldn't do that? Why yeah. he couldn't do that? What what about them made them feel that they could not walk away from it? Mm -hmm. Again, it's a complex or it's the unhealthy, the unfair expectations of people that they put on us as pastors right, and leaders. Right. People put unfair expectations on us. Like, We're not supposed to take a That's break. That's true. We're not supposed to take a rest. You know, mm -hmm. I control my own destiny because I control my own time right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm true. able to set. Now, what Candace is talking about, every single Monday, mm -hmm. even even, even uh, guy in the studio recording, he know every single Monday, my son, my spiritual son here, his name is Legacy, he knows the Mondays is my rest day. Yeah. That's the day... I ain't praying for you. I ain't answering my phone. Right. Don't call me. I ain't got nothing. To, <laughs> no, I'm not doing nothing. Like, I'm. this is this is my yeah. me day. And I am very married to that. Because here's the deal. If you can lose your salvation in one day or you ain't got enough in you to figure it out with God, then we got a problem. I'm not doing my job correctly. Mm. I'm not pastoring you well. If you, if, you, if you can't figure that out for one day yourself, you don't know how to go to God and hear from God yourself. You don't, you don't have nobody, nowhere you can get an answer from. 
then then I'm failing somewhere. Oh my god. Listen to what I'm saying. Like How real is that though, like, Mike? So, so, so you have to be intentional yes. about setting this 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 time for you. I am very intentional. That's why sometimes you call me, I'll be like, girl, yeah, I'm out walking uh -huh. down the trail. Why? Because yeah. Mondays I go walking. There's a yeah. trail I walk in my house has they have uh golf cart trails all through the woods. He I live go, in the suburbs. He live in the suburbs. I live in the suburbs, yeah. <laughs> so I go, I go walk through the woods because it's you know, that's the way I find my peace. I put my little earbuds in, I'm listening to me some worship, or sometimes I might be listening to me some hip hop. I yeah. be turning up. Either way it go, it's my time. Yeah. You know, it's for me. Yeah. Then I go home the other day. I slept. Listen, Monday this Monday, we, we we all going to California, leaving tomorrow morning. So the, the, tomorrow, I, I was I was uh I got up Monday trying to work on this California trip. Man, I kept falling asleep at my desk. So I was like, let me go back and go lay down. Then I got up again, tried to work again. Then I was falling asleep again. Then you know what I said? Let me listen to my body. I went. I slept all the way until like five thirty something in the Ooh, evening. You were Why? Tired. Because I needed it. My body. Listen, your body tells you what it needs mm -hmm. we just don't listen to it if it's telling you rest me then rest it yeah now, but you get but again yeah i hear what candace saying every system is not in place you have to create these spaces i'm telling you you have to have these because here's the deal if you keep saying yes like if you just keep saying yes eventually your body gonna say no because, you know, we got a lot of people, right, back to the churches, not necessarily prioritizing youth ministry, right? Mm. We got a lot of people who are in youth ministry who work in a full-time job somewhere else, right. but still serving and volunteering right. at the church. Maybe they're getting a little bit of stipend. Maybe they're not, right? right, right. So you working Monday through fri right. Friday somewhere, and then you might have something at the church on Saturday. You might not. Maybe you got something going on with your family. Maybe you don't. But then you at church all day on Sunday. Right. Like, amid that, I'm challenging everybody here to find at least an hour, 30 right. minutes, right. 20 minutes. Right. Find some time each week to in order to designate just for yourself. One of the things that I do is I, I put on my calendar, um, I put on my time, PD time, professional mm. development time, mm. right? And in that, I'll put just PD, PD block, and I'll put three hours blocks throughout the course of a week. So maybe it's like one hour here, one hour there, one hour here. And I'll keep them on my calendar. And if somebody's trying to schedule a meeting with me, nah, I'm busy. Like, I mean, I it's just yeah, me, but I'm busy. Nah, I can't do that, right? And I think like we have to have those times. And, we, and that's my time to, you know, because I, I can't, I work. Me, I don't serve at a ch local church, but I work Monday through Friday, right. right? I got two kids that have me running ragged on the weekend, right? Right. So having some a long time, unless I'm telling my husband, hey, I need some time, and he's real good about saying, do what you need, right? Take the time that you need. But if I'm working from home, I can set aside a, an hour block here or an hour block there in order to just maybe I'm chilling for a second. Maybe I'm reading something and diving right. into something I really right. wanted to read. Maybe I'm just allowing right. myself to just sit and just meditate and just right. listen, just be with God. I put on some music. My husband said there's only one volume that I like to listen to music, and that's loud. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. If it ain't Guilty loud, it ain't, it ain't doing nothing right, for right, me, right? Right, right? If I ever have it low, it's because it's probably annoying me and I'm ready to just cut <laughs> it off, right? right. Um, but, yeah, but, but there, I think that there's ways that we can incorporate these things into our lives but they don't they might if you don't have a full day to dedicate you you can you got some time right and sometimes right. we don't have the time because we don't make time right we have time for the things that we want to make time for and you know but we just got to be willing to stretch ourselves and i believe that if we want it bad enough right then we find time for right. it. the things that we want we'll find time for it. we just got to make sure that we are allowing ourselves to find time for those things 
that are that are important. And 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 you know, Candace, you said something important. You know, and and to you, to the audience, listen, you, you got to prioritize you. Yeah. Somewhere you have to choose you, and by choosing you, one of the things Candace said, she puts it on her calendar. Yeah. Now we got iPhones, Androids, all this stuff. You know, you know. Shout out to you know those those of us who are born again with with iPhones and the Androids. <laughs> we're praying for y'all for deliverance. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. But but no, seriously. You know, yeah, my husband is shot up for a second. Hey uh, Max, he's at an Android. <laughs> Every time I text it and them, them bubbles go green, go green, I'm just like, hey, right? Come on, son. Come on, Max son. Max has liked this message. Right, 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 right. So so you got to put it on a schedule, and and so she made me think about something also. You know, when you are working as hard as we're working and you're dealing with stuff like this, um, you and your family sometimes becomes the mistress to the ministry Ooh. or they take the back seat. Mm. So one of the things that I think is a good wise strategy also that I do uh, from time to time is I sit down with my children and my wife yeah. and you ask them what dates or days are important to them. Mm. And then you put those days on your calendar and then you build your calendar around them instead of them having to build their calendar around you. Mm. It makes you prioritize family yeah. first and it lets them see that you value your family and that, hey, I'm going to be intentional now mm. about spending quality time with you guys. So I'm not so caught up in ministry and caught up in this. Put down the dates that are important to you, the basketball games you want me at, the shows you want tonight. Tonight I got to go to. My son, he's been saying it for the last day, Daddy, you know my concert tomorrow. Daddy, you know my concert is tomorrow. My 12-year-old son, he plays a lot of instruments. Daddy, my concert is tomorrow. I said, son, I'll be there. You know what I'm saying? That's on my calendar already. I put it on my calendar yeah. to make sure I'm there to be there for my son mm. because I think it's important. Sometimes we try to make the family build their schedules mm. around us and, and then they get lost. And oh, well, you know, I already got something on the day. Well, you know, I got a meeting scheduled on the day. No, schedule them first yeah. and then build your calendar around them. Yeah. You know that's what I'm real. That's real. Just that's, being 100. That's, like that's, it's, that's it's a strategy. Right there. It's a strategy. It doesn't mm. work. You know, you got to take time to get used to it because it's hard in the beginning, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But but you take time to get used to it. So so back to what we were talking about, you know, finding that that day of rest, finding, being intentional about scheduling time for you. And here's the other thing I do. I have a membership at a massage uh, yeah. place. Like, mm -hmm. I have a membership there. Why? Because every month, you know, I can go there to get a massage, lay there, sleep, slobber yeah. on the table, whatever I need to do. Like, like, like get find somewhere that has an inexpensive membership and sign up for that membership because what it does is because you're paying it makes you be accountable mm, it makes you go rest right like, i know i'm spending this money right mm. i know i'm spending this money let me i'm let me go schedule my massage this month you know what i'm saying That's you good. have no idea how how healthy that becomes to just you know and i know some of y'all might be uncomfortable with people i mean just find a good one don't go to them crazy ones i'm talking about there yeah. are really good healthy yeah. massage places out here that you can go and get you a healthy massage and relax or there are these spa places now that open up you pay one price yeah. uh, there's one here you pay 25 or 30 dollars mm. and you can stay all day That's and they right. have all kinds of rooms and you can lay in the salt room you can get in the hot sauna you can where is go this ahead. in it's atlanta right, mm -hmm, right in gwinnett what is it mm -hmm. it's, oh it's, it's a couple jeju? of them well, oh, jeju. Yeah, they got yeah. jeju and they got another one called spa world okay. both of them you pay I one price world. it's yeah, well, spa World just open it's a new one okay. but but you pay literally one price 25 it's like 25 26 dollars and you can stay as long as you yeah. want and they have all kind of relaxation places in there for you to sleep lay down hot sauna rooms charcoal rooms crystal rooms pink salt rooms hot tubs i mean mm -hmm. everything and you just yeah. 
You just chill. You can stay yeah. there all night. They don't yeah. listen. So I'm seeing a so boom retreat about, 2024 at the spa. Who want to go on. to the spa? Come on, just chill now. on out a little bit. Come on. Take care of I'm trying to give y'all some practical things to be intentional about yeah. to keep yourself sane, to keep your body rested, you know what I would, to keep your mind at peace. Yeah. So how about this? This is this is what I, I want to do in this moment. This is it's kind of random, but if you email us info at the boom community, I want to mm. I want to give some at least a couple the first five people who email us. I want to give y'all a massage. You think that's dope. good? Absolutely. I just yeah, want to yeah, bless yeah. whoever the first five people are. Who email us info at theboonecommunity.com. Listen, you better and we get on it. Give you all a massage. We'll just pay for a massage. I don't right. want to give you a massage personally. I'm not doing that. Right, right. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Come on we now. Wanna, we want to contribute towards a fund right. for you to get right, a massage right. just to relax. Because you can get bit. you can get gift cards to certain massage yeah. places like like Massage Envy is all over yep, the country. Yeah, Massage Envy. Yep. You can get going there and buy a gift card to give to people. So email us. We got you. All right. Look at that now. Y'all better take that now. The first five people. If you don't you. use it, I will. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Y'all better go get this thing now. <laughs> Look at Legacy over there. He emailing right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so dope, Mike. Yeah, this has been yeah. a great conversation, yeah, full yeah, of yeah, full yeah. of good stuff, man. I hope I, I hope everyone listening um, choose on choose on this conversation and and um, just picks up the seeds. You got anything else you want to share before we yeah, wrap up? A cu- couple of things I want to show you for those of you who need a word. Uh huh. Let me tell you. Just, let me just give you a couple of scriptures on this. Uh, concerning Jesus, Jesus, Luke chapter four and verse 42 said, mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus departed and went into a desolate place. That's right. Not just once, but regularly he would withdraw to a desolate place to pray. You know, uh, Luke five and 16 talks about that. Or, uh, then, uh, was this, uh, Mark chapter six, verse 31 and 32. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. Mm. He said this because there was many people coming in and pulling on him and, and he needed a place to rest. Or another one, Mark chapter one, verse 35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place. So here's the deal. You, you see, even yeah. in Jesus that he knew to walk away. Yep. Let me pull away. Yep. Let me go take care of myself. Let me go rest. Let me go self-care. Even when he was walking uh, towards his the final crazy assignment, the Bible says yeah. he went off to pray. He They walked a little while and he said, hey, stay here. I'm going away to myself. Mm-hmm. And then in that space, he's crying out to God. He's talking to God about his pains, his frustrations with this assignment. Mm. You know, Lord, please take the Bible says he was, he was, he was in depression. Yeah. Like he, he became sorely depressed trying to walk towards this assignment. But what did he do? He went in there. He talking to his father. Lord, mm. help me with this. Lord, how many, when was the last time some of y'all prayed? Now, yeah, I'm talking to church leaders. We, we say, listen, one thing I learned about us, youth church leaders, you don't be praying. You tell everybody you're praying, but you, man, you ain't spending. When was you the last heavy time pastor. you went and prayed? You walk in heavy pastor. Come on now. When was the last time you went and for real prayed to God, Father? Not And, and listen, not when you needed a car or you needed some money or you needed a house or you needed them to give you a raise. Nah. When was the last time you prayed about you like Jesus was doing in that garden? Mm. Lord, I don't know how to handle this. This is too much for me. I can't do this. My emotions are all over the place. My heart is not in it. Father, help me. Like, that's the type of prayer I'm talking about. When was the last time you went? And I've done this, man. I've cried out to God with tears. A couple weeks ago, I did. I just broke down. I'm just crying out to him, and I'm pouring out my heart to him. Listen, he's the safest space for you because you can't tell everybody your business. He's the safest space. You can pour out to God. You can yell. You can cry. You can lay it all down and then you're going to see 
God come in. He's going to comfort you, man. There's a way you're going to feel this presence of God come in the room. He begins to deal with your heart. He begins to talk to you. And then he starts giving you divine instructions. He starts giving. And it ain't all, it ain't all spiritual. Sometimes he tell you, hey, today I want you to go over here. I just want you to lay down on your couch and chill. I want you to put this music on. Right? God will give you very instructions like that. Hey, uh, on this Monday, tell everybody that you're not. Oh, or take off for the mm. next three weeks. Like you got, you got to listen. Like after you get finished praying, then quiet your spirit for a minute. Sit still in the peace of God and then Watch him start talking to yeah, you. Yeah. Watch him start giving you wisdom. Watch him start giving you a strategy on how to take care of yourself. The last thing I say this, if you don't, if you don't make God the priority, or if you don't set certain priorities in your life, somebody else will. Hmm. Somebody else will. You you can't make everybody's drama your drama. Somewhere you gotta you gotta decide, like, you know what? I have to self-care. Here's the deal. And you have to stop participating in stuff that ain't none of your business sometimes. All of this stuff is bringing burnout in you. Dealing with you're dealing with church folk. You're dealing with people in your family. You're dealing with this. This is my own reality. They were friends. Got their stuff going on. Sometimes I have to say, you know what? Hey, I, I love you. I ain't, got, I ain't got nothing for you. But you the pastor. Yeah, I am. But today, not today, Satan. Mm. Why? Whatever's costing you your peace is too expensive. Mm. So somewhere you have to learn to guard your peace. So that you don't end up crashing and burning and burnout and crying wow. and collapsing and needing therapy. Here's the deal. I've been to therapy also. Therapy's not a bad word. It's not. Listen. It's not. So anyway. It's not. It's not. Man, that was, listen, you are a pastor at heart. No, seriously. You are. The scriptures say everything is permissible uh-huh. and allowable for me, but not all things are helpful, good that's for right. me to do. That's right. They're not expedient for me. That's mm. that's First Corinthians 6 and 12. The wisdom is in the word. Mm. Everything is, you know, I Everything can do what possible. I want, mm -hmm. but is it, is it beneficial for me? Yep. Is it wise for me to stay in this position? Uh -huh. Is it wise for me to keep dealing with this problem over here? Is it wise for me to keep this toxic friend around me that's draining my energy and my strength every day? Right. I'm burnt out because I keep dealing with this yeah. energy. Is it wise for me? To, ooh, Lord, for real? Is it wise for me to stay in this relationship that is not healthy for me right now? Mm. I'm trying to do ministry and try to be in this relationship and trying to walk out the will of God for my life. And you know this relationship is draining yeah. me. Yeah. That's for somebody because that just yeah. randomly came in my spirit. Mm. Like so, So here's the deal. So again... We're trying to tell you in reality how to get to a space of peace and prevent this burnout. That's a wrap for this month's episode of The Boom Podcast. We hope you got a lot of practical takeaways that you can begin implementing in your life today. Let's keep the conversation going over in the Boone Community Facebook group. If you can't find the Facebook group, head over to our website, theboonecommunity.com, where you will find a direct link to the Facebook group. Now, we will not have an episode next month in January. We're taking a bit of a self-care break to kind of regroup a little bit, but we will be back with you in February. Thanks again to our guest, Mike Owens, for joining us today and connecting us with the Fresh Leftovers radio show for allowing us to record in their studio. Until next time, we hope you enjoy your holiday season. Peace. <laughs>